who's to say? <laughs> who, who, who's to say? Hey, but um, who's going to do the intro? You or me? Go for it. I think, did I do last one? Well, we didn't really do one uh, last time. Okay, well. We were farting around. Well, go for it, dude. You ready? Are yeah, you wait, on re- wait, 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 wait. Real name, what? right, Adam? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All and your dirty Skittles and G Rex. Yep. You got it. Okay, you ready? Yep. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. one. another episode of shit that goes on on our heads today we have an amazing guest his name is adam, adam. welcome adam hello thank you thanks for having me <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself um well i have always uh dabbled in the arts since i was a, a child i was uh into art as a kid like drawing and wanted to be a a comic artist. Um, then for years, I switched over to music and writing uh, music and lyrics. And I more recently have uh, come back around to the comics uh, outlet. So I, that's that's how I'm expressing myself these days. What kind of stories do you tell in your comics? Well, I have only released one so far. I'm working on a sequel right now. But um, my first one, uh, it's called Shadows. Um, and it is about basically the name, the name says it all. It's like a very dark, uh, look on the world and just kind of how things are not equal. Oh, is there like, uh, so here, here's where my question's coming from. All I know of comics is superheroes. Is there a superhero? Who's the main character? So it is actually a group of superheroes, but it takes place in a post superhero future after superheroes have been um, kind of imprisoned and enslaved, really. Um, And uh, it's a group of rebels who are they have superpowers, but they're not uh, superheroes per se. And they're just trying to, uh, you know, level things. Nice. Nice. You like that, G-Rex? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, I can picture you. Do you. Did you read comics growing up? Oh, yeah, I did all the time. Yeah. Um, because, you know, back in the day, they'd be like, you know, teeny tiny, right? But we always used to read the comics and then look towards the back and they had like the free ad for like the sea monkeys. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> remember that? Like yeah. they had sea monkeys and like magic tricks and shit like that, right? Odd and, things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh at me. I am showing my age. Whatever. It's true. It's true. But yeah, I I love comics. Like it's a it's a way to escape, right? It is for sure. My brother was huge into them, and I remember trying to get into them, but he was very protective of his comics, and they all had like. Hmm thrown little like sleeves and like the special box and all the shit and i was just like i couldn't yeah i never really got my own comics i guess he was an investor he was investing in in the price bump in the future <laughs> and i wish i could remember because i don't remember them being like batman or spider-man like it was something else and like i know he's gonna hear this and be like how could you forget it was blah 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 blah, blah. like i don't know <laughs> dude i don't know 
when did you start doing that? So the Shadows graphic novel that I released uh, in 2022 was actually uh, based on characters I created in the uh, early to mid 90s when I was wow. in elementary school. Yeah. Um, and so it was something that I was like pretty uh, disillusioned. I was living in New York for a little bit and I was pretty disillusioned, feeling very like separate from anything and kind of like revisiting some old stuff that I did. And I was like, and I wasn't really feeling the music I was writing anymore. And I was feeling like, you know, an imposter almost like I, like I wasn't an authentic writer anymore. And I was like, I hate this. <laughs> and so I just kind of went back to my roots, which was, you know, I wrote some stories and made and drew these characters. And like I said, I originally wanted to be a comic artist. Um, I didn't keep up with that. So I, I'm no longer a comic artist. I'm just the writer. But um, I work with some great people who make really cool pictures. But these but these um, these characters, yeah, I, I created when I was like between eight and 12 years old, mostly. Wow. And was it like an escape for you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, in elementary and middle school, I was getting very, very uh, bullied. And this was something that it was kind of helping me uh, just deal with that, deal with just, you know, existing out in public kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, it was all, all art. I feel like, uh, for me at least, and I'm sure for a lot of people is kind of uh, therapeutic, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's why I loved reading, uh, in like middle school, high school, I would just go and read all kinds of stuff because it was like an escape. I wasn't Absolutely. very good at telling my own stories, but I will dive into somebody else's. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, D-Rex? What was your, did you read books? Oh, I, I read books. I read a lot of books. I, I love to read. And, um, you know, I also played sports and just, you know, trying to escape what was really going on, right? Like, um, there was a lot going on, like, during my childhood. And, you know, it was just a way for me to get away. Like, I didn't have to, look, if I was reading, I was in somebody else's world and not my own world. And so I didn't have to deal with the outside world. Absolutely. Um, so you still find it therapeutic now as an adult? To... I do. I do. Um, so uh, the kind of main hidden character of the book I recently released um, is something I created that was like the darkest recesses of my mind that I <laughs> that I just <laughs> kind of came up with this guy, Alexander, and he really represents... Um, just despair um and um a feeling of like helplessness yeah so i have a r weird question do you after you've created a piece of art right is it like a release for you or do you go back and read it again i usually go back to it eventually never at first i kind of like let it actually usually when i finish something because most of my projects it seems have taken anywhere between three and six years to do so like by the time i'm done with them i'm like <laughs> i don't want to look at this again i want to hear this again you know um yeah so it, it takes me a little while to get back to them but then i actually appreciate it because i'm like further separated from it it's, mm. you know um it's it's always hard to release something because you never feel like you're finished so you're like, oh, I could do this or tweak this, right? But like, you just have to just let it go, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm like yeah. thinking this through and I'm like, if if 
you're sharing because you just said like you went back into like the darkest recesses of your mind right to like create this character eventually you'll release it out Mm -hmm. but how vulnerable is that like do you feel vulnerable that other people will consume that part of your brain um definitely and actually i i I feel probably more so that way about the lyrics i used to write because it was Mm. very like a heart on my sleeve type thing where like i was the singer too so i would be singing yeah i would be singing these things that i wrote and they're really personal things and you know it was great when people would connect with them, but it was horrible if someone was like, <laughs> like rolling their eyes and going to get their next beer while I was playing, <laughs> playing my heart out. You know, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you know leave, they, they leave the venue. They're like, this sucks. You know, <laughs> it's like, wait. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I would hate that. I'd be like, don't look at me. Why is everybody staring at me? I'm you know, mm-hmm. being vulnerable. You know, they said Kurt Cobain always like closed his eyes and like looked at the wall and stuff when he was, uh, you know, playing. And I understand that. You're like, I mean, you, you you write these things and you're in the moment when you're writing them and they feel very heavy and very real and you're very connected to these things. And then you do put them out eventually sometimes as as art, you know, mm-hmm. for the masses to consume and, and people will connect with it, but some people won't. Some people will think it's stupid and that's that's sometimes what hurts, but you have to kind of build up some sort of a yeah uh, a toughness to to that because people will criticize no matter what so yeah but it's like a piece of you so i get it right like yeah yeah that's crazy um so what has been i guess your biggest learning experience from from your life like creating art based off of it or or anything that you've had to go through that you've learned from um no life path is set in stone because kind of, I guess, going back a little bit to uh, my switch from drawing to music, um, I got a guitar when I was like 14 or 15 years old and decided I was really into music, like listening to it and wanted to play it myself because everything I'm the kind of person, like if I see something or hear something, I want to do it myself. I'm like, I can Mm. do that. And I try to do it myself and replicate it. So at that point, I was like, I can make music, I can write something. So I wanted to, and I was already doing poetry. So I'm like, I can just kind of transfer this to lyrics. And um, so that's kind of what happened. And I thought, like, I dropped out of uh, college. I was in college at the time. Um, I dropped out of uh, college and thought that I was going to be on this life path of being like this, you know, professional musician for the rest of my life. Now, if I meet somebody today, uh, a, a new person, they would never know that I had anything to do with music. Although I was in a band or bands, several bands for like the span of like 20 years, 15 to 20 years, no one would ever know that. So it's like, it's weird. So I think the biggest thing I've learned is like, you know, no matter how uh, into something you are, you know, it's good to have a backup. <laughs> it's good to, you know, and it's it's never set in stone. It might change. So yeah. Yeah, I, I when I heard of you, for those that are listening, <laughs> um, <laughs> my husband knows you, and I remember meeting you and your sister, and him telling me at the time, like, oh yeah, he's in all these bands and he plays this music. And so my first impression, I think, when I saw he was like, oh, there's this music guy, and and then to find out later where we are today, right, like writing and making comics, and I'm like, oh shit, like that's awesome, right? Like you have more than one. Uh, 
avenue. Like you multifaceted, which is pretty cool. I try to be. I just I just get like really obsessed with things and then really? like just dive into them. So at the point at that point it was music and it, it's always been writing. I feel like as I'm looking back at my life, not that I'm like a senior citizen or anything, but like as I look <laughs> back as I look back at what I've done so far, um, you know, it's always been revolved around writing storytelling of some sort. So yeah. And and do you think your storytelling helps you deal with like your mental health? And, oh, 100%. Um, and can give and helps you with your like self love and self care and, and just, you know, telling your story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, that guy, Alexander, uh, the kind of main character of the Shadows graphic novel, he is kind of in many ways me. Um, you know, things that I've gone through, things that I've felt. Um, and, it's that his his story arc in that book is really one of um, exploring mental health and being okay with who you are kind of thing and, and accepting yourself and not uh, demonizing yourself or hating yourself or listening to what other people are saying about you and actually having confidence in who you are. Man. Wow, that's that's powerful. That's that. And, you know, I think there's so many people out there that need to like, read graphic you know, graphic novels like that or even books because, you know, that self-talk we have in our in the back of our head. Yeah. We're just we're just mean to ourselves. Oh my my I'm my own worst enemy. <laughs> I say the I say the meanest shit. I say worse stuff to me than anyone ever could or has, you know, like <laughs> so I try to work on that. You know, that's that's the thing is to to not you you know let yourself freely bully yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just talking to somebody the other day who said that they would they realized they had a lot of uh, negative self-talk. And what they were doing was for every what did she say for every bad thing she said about herself, she had to say, was it five? five good yeah, things? five. five. Good and I things. was like, oh, my God, like that would take me all day <laughs> to go through that list. I'm like, that's that's telling, though. Like, I agree. I think we're all our own worst enemy. And yeah. Our expectations for ourselves are so high that I yeah, agree. and I don't know where it comes from. It doesn't really make sense, right? Like you can do whatever you want. But I mean, you. I think that you want the best for yourself as a person, and you kind of become your own cheerleader, but also your own like, I guess I don't know, coach. And I always, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't super into sports, but I always feel like coaches are pretty hard on you. Yeah. Um. You know, but you kind of like. I'm going to try to try to make it uh, the best for yourself. But in that process, you could definitely uh, hurt yourself, you know, yeah. because you want the best, but you're so focused on, on, you know, improving that sometimes you're not really monitoring how you're talking to yourself or trying to improve that. Yeah. Counterproductive. So much truth to that. Do you ever take a look back and like, or maybe throughout the process of writing a song or creating a character, do you ever discover something new about yourself or like tap into something that you hadn't quite figured out yet? Um, not really. I mean, I feel like I've always personally been very self-aware. Mm. Um, but when I do that, one of those things, I definitely kind of swim in that feeling or thought for a little while and, and kind of, um, soak it in. Um, maybe not in a good way you know sometimes you know but 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 truly i mean even if i do like already know that certain thing about myself or am aware um 
it may, you know, shed light on something to help me improve that or change it, you know? So it, yeah, that could possibly Very cool. happen. Very cool. Yeah. I, I, I could see me like doing that, you know, like you said, Adam, we are our own worst enemies. We are yeah. so mean to ourselves. We say shit to ourselves that nobody else would ever say. They might be thinking it, but they'd never say it to, a, to our face, right? In the right. meantime, we're like talking to ourselves like, you're a dumb asshole. And like, you, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I, 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 I've really been working on like not doing that, right? Like that negative self-talk. Because it, it makes you feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the world's already kind of making you feel shitty. You don't need to make yourself feel shitty. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The shit that goes on in our heads about ourselves, right? <laughs> Dude, seriously. I'm like, I'm I'm happy nobody can hear what I say to myself. <laughs> Here here's what I've learned about myself. I hate failing, but you know it's inevitable, right? Like no one's perfect. Especially if you're doing something you've never done before. Your chances of failure are high. That shit will eat at me for days. But I was right. just thinking, like, I wish I could have turned that into some form of art. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I have, like, notebooks upstairs of, like, really bad poetry that, like, you know, in the moment I was like, this is deep. And if I was to read it now, I'd be like, oh, Jesus. But, yeah, like, how do you, besides writing and and, and uh, creating characters, is that your only outlet or is there other things that you do to help i guess with those types of situations um well i do i do still struggle like a lot with anxiety and uh you know sometimes bouts of depression and stuff so um i do try to um go to counseling as often as i can it's it's not like always always but i try to you know i i go through periods of time where i'm i'm more more so in counseling than not but I, you know, I advocate for that because I think that, you know, we could all use someone to talk to who doesn't know us or, you know, could kind of, you know, objectively look at things and kind of maybe give us a different perspective. So I, I try to do that. Um, and just, you know, uh, you know, speaking of music or art in general, like you are what you consume. And I love stuff like, you know, metal and like heavier, darker music and stuff. But I got to tell you, like, listening to that a lot of times doesn't help the situation like you know changing what you listen to or what you're watching or what you're reading or you know that can totally change your outlook on things so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i can totally agree like if i'm in a like a dark place i won't listen to dark music i'll try and listen to like you know something peppy something to get my heart racing yeah. or i'll go listen to a funny podcast you know, mm -hmm. something to, to make me laugh because the healer for me is laughter, right? If mm -hmm. I'm laughing, I'm feeling a lot better because now my endorphins are raised a little bit. You know, I, I can have a clearer head or I'll try and go to the gym. Haven't been in a while, but I, I need to go back. But like, those are the things that I do. And I'm a huge advocate for the therapy. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd be where I am today without therapy. Yeah. It's super helpful. Yeah. I think once I started therapy and started kind of healing parts of myself, I noticed that it was what I was consuming, right? Like I could no longer watch shows that I had been watching or binge watching on Netflix. Like I was like, ugh, like I don't want the drama. I don't want to hear about somebody's like, like I just, I couldn't watch that anymore. Um, and the music, same. I, music will change my mood, but I think I've always used it that way. So if I'm tired, I'll put something upbeat. Or if I'm like 
angry or I need to get it out, I'll put something heavier, right? Like, so I've always kind of used it. That's like my biggest thing is is music for mood and uh, my candles, <laughs> my wood, my woodwick candles. That you know, anything that I know I love, I'll put it on if I'm feeling shitty because it'll yeah. help. It'll help change the mood for me. So does yeah. that mean like when I see you in a couple of weeks, you're going to have like all your candles out? Dude, I don't think you realize the my candle obsession. I'll show you when you get here. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love a good candle. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little scared for that. Can we not maybe have them at the table when we do like the live version? Right. Yeah. I don't want to burn anybody. No, I don't want to <laughs> yeah, I saw you guys are doing a live version. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to, we were mindful of, of like the listeners we have that are experience um, holiday depression. And we have, um, I know we have people out there that are just alone during the holidays. So having the live show where they can come and chill and sit with us is kind of the vibe we're going for. Very cool. Yeah. yeah we're gonna, I, I, I'm excited for it. We're, um, we're flying down from New York and. I'm going to, you know, spend some time with my aunt and uncle and see all my peeps in the Atlanta area and record and have a good time. But like, you know, this podcast like has been so healing to so many people. Right. And just hearing, hearing from, you know, our different listeners that, you know, therapy is not bad. You know, it's, it, we need to like remove the stigma about going to therapy because, you know, it's actually a good thing. It is. It's very helpful. I mean, I think every person on earth could use it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's maybe not so affordable and that's sometimes why I have to quit. It can get kind of pricey, um, take breaks and stuff. But I mean, if you can swing it, if you can figure it out, like it's absolutely a great tool. Um, and, and like G-Rex said also, um, comedy, like I love, you know, watching stand up comedy and all sorts of, I think it's, it's really fun. It's, it's really good to laugh. I read something uh, years ago um, that uh, like for mental health and trying to uh, change maybe, you know, your sadness, if you make yourself smile, if you like fake it, you can like it eventually Mm -hmm. reconnects your synapses to where it's easier to smile or easier to be happy. And you can kind of fake it by doing these kind of, um, exercises and i've that's always kind of stuck with me um because inside i'll think about that if i get really down about things i'll try to you know focus in on that and see if i can you know make it it starts with little things right like you know because sometimes like when you're really upset it's or really sad it's really hard to like listen to a fun pop song or you know it's like i don't hear that shit you know (laughs) but but, get out of here taylor swift no i'm just kidding (laughs) right i had i had her in my mind (laughs) i'm a swifty by the way i I am too well sort of i'm not like deep into the the swiftiness like some people are like hardcore like she wore purple nail polish on this i'm like dude i don't i don't know Music. Yeah, I'm into her too, but I'm not going to spend four hundred dollars to go see her either. So, <laughs> right, right. Also, I'll catch it on Netflix. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the comfort of your own of your own home. That's right. why we have Apple Music and Spotify, right? So we can go and listen to her, and we can just imagine in our head we're at the concert. So, yeah, I I, I think that like music and like just doing art artsy things to help. <laughs> so one one way I get out of my head is I color. 
right? Mm -hmm. I, I love to color. I have my iPad. I have a couple of coloring apps. I just kind of like can zone in on that. I'm not creative per se, unless you, you know, count the podcast, but um, That's creative. I, yeah. it, it just, it puts me in a different mindset. And I, I think that, you know, just with you, Adam, and doing your graphic art and your music, it, it puts you in a different mindset, right? And then, I think getting your emotions out and kind of sharing that with the world is, is important too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, to kind of, um, you know, expand on what you're saying is like getting, getting back to what makes you happy, no matter what it is, just do something for yourself, do something that makes you happy or more tranquil, or just like kind of like pulls you out of that current uh, funk, you know, like even, you know, another thing, another great thing, is just like getting out of like society and like enjoying nature, you know, just enjoying like oh. the simplicity and beauty of nature really helps clear someone's mind. Yeah. We have so many people say that and I'm, I never do that, but I'm like, there's gotta be truth to this because like, absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm like, I gotta get outside more. Like <laughs> really, there, re there really is. I mean, we live on eight acres so I can go, right outside my back door and I can walk right into our forest. That's awesome. Just, just being around that nature, like smelling the, smelling the smells or like in the summertime, I'll go out my bare feet, you know, and I can ground my feet in, into the dirt. I'm not going to do that in the winter because I'm going to get frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it is but, about just being outside though? That's so calming. It's very Zen. Yeah. Super Zen. And like, you know, smell just like smell a flower or like i have a, a nice big herb garden outside so i'll go up and smell the rosemary and smell the mint you know smell the basil or walk out like five feet into my forest and there's all these big trees and you can see where the deer made their path and like you, you get outside of where you currently are in your head because mm -hmm. it opens up a new world for you yeah, yeah, it's true. You get so stuck in your own headspace mm -hmm. and then you go out to nature and you're like, wow, all these things I'm concerned about and that are like weighing me down are really meaningless and the or not meaningless, but you know, not yeah. not so heavy in the in the grand scheme of like the universe, you know, and like right. just seeing like nature in the world and it's like, you know, this is really like beautiful, beautiful chaos. You know, it's just like it's random, but it's like beautiful and you just kind of I don't know. It just helps with perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I'm going to try it. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, you have, you, why don't you walk out to your backyard? You have because your there's back there. spider webs everywhere and there's spiders everywhere. Okay. They're huge. So, oh, I'm not shitting you. They're fucking everywhere. <laughs> okay. So put on a rain jacket, right? Uh, like those big yellow <laughs> rain jackets and like yeah. masking tape the, the, the cuffs, right? So nothing gets up underneath there. Uh -huh. And just walk out there for like maybe five minutes or go to a park. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. I'll do the park. I'll do the park. <laughs> or go sit outside on your patio or your porch, right? Just yeah. smelling that fresh air can really help clear your head. I'm I'm picturing dirty Skittles in the backyard <laughs> with like a hazmat suit. Literally, like I was waiting Literally. for for the part where I was like, well, then I got to take it off and like do I get hosed down before I, right. before I take off the hazmat suit. Yeah, there, right. there's spiders. There's there's a lot of spiders. But I mean, I do notice 
well, I, I learned this a while back to notice when I'm happy without like, you know, watching like a comedy, right? Like something that I'm doing in my everyday life. If it makes me happy, I stop and take note of whatever it is. And I will say when I do take a little nugget to the park, we've just found like this beautiful park and I'm like completely at ease and at peace and super happy. I see him playing. I mean, it's gorgeous weather, like, you know, so I, I can see how that would be helpful during like work hours, you know, change the yeah. scenery, get out. <laughs> the breeze, just like feeling the breeze and seeing the trees kind of sway and yeah. It's... Yeah. yeah. And, and for me up here, you know, we're in fall now and the, the, the tree leaves are changing. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, even though it's super gray and gross and rainy crap, crappy outside, these little bursts of color. Yeah. Like they, it, it just kind of makes your heart smile, right? Because like the, the weather may be gray and gross, but there's still color in the world. Yeah. So if you can focus on the color in the world, even when we're going through that shit that's going on in our head, just focusing on, on the colorful objects that we see in the world, like love, yeah. life, kids, family, husband, wife, all of that, girlfriend, significant other focus on that those happy things and it makes the shitty stuff a little less shitty yeah I yeah agree. you gotta focus on the, the shit that's going on outside your head right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right i have a couple of fun questions g-rex you're off sure. the hook because you answered this in the last one I, I think we're gonna do this every episode maybe um okay adam if you could change anything about your life, what would it be? Hmm. I think I would change kind of the way I've approached life in the past. Okay. Um, and try to approach it with more of, I guess, an open mind because I've been very, I think we, we can all get very, uh, um, focused honed in on a certain feeling or a certain thing and kind of like miss other things around us that are right there um so i think i would approach things a little more openly for sure wow that that is that is deep but i i don't know what i expected you to say but like wow that's yeah i, I don't i don't know what i expect me to say that <laughs> no like i i think there's like I have admiration for that and like I'm like wow yeah like it would change my life as well if I was to not be so scared or closed off to possibilities you know right so, so, same with me I mean you tell me I didn't have to answer it yeah. but I'm gonna I have a different answer than what I had in the last episode <laughs> so is, I would change my I might have changed my career path a little bit and not gone down that technical route so much and more of like a, a customer service people-ish kind of route because um, I really like being around people. I'm a true extrovert. So like when COVID came around, I felt like I was in hell, right? Like I couldn't hug people, I couldn't be around people. And so it was really hard for me, but I, I would do something or it could be like my true self, right? Where I'm not like cornered into a, a certain a certain type of job. 
Yeah. Do what you love. Well, it's not too late, though. That's true. Oh, I'm doing the. I'm doing what I love now. So you know what? That's awesome. You would have started earlier. Is what you're I would have started earlier. I'm 60 yeah. now, so now I'm I'm really living my true life. That's awesome. That's great. Okay, next question. If you could go back to a younger version of yourself and give that version of yourself advice, how old were you and what would you say? Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. There's, some, there's so many things I'd say to younger me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, probably I'd say the the Adam in his early to mid 20s needs to hear stop being such a fucking asshole dude (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine seeing yourself like future self being like stop being an asshole like like like, whoa no way yeah (laughs) be all keanu on myself whoa no way I love that. <laughs> I'd um, be six. I'd be sixteen and be. Um, don't take that pill. Oh, Just don't oh no. Jesus! <laughs> Seriously, don't take that pill. Oh, that's great. I love this. Um, and then the last, the last question I have. Um, what is the biggest change you've made that's made you who you are today? Um, I think the biggest change that I've made is I've tried to refocus my energy and my time on things, on people that really matter to me Mm. and not so much worried about people who don't matter and things that are less relevant and just, you know, focus where the love is. Yeah. I love that. I love that. For me, putting up that drama box. If it smells like drama, it doesn't get to come into the box. <laughs> I, I I I said so after my, my breakdown, I set up some serious boundaries. You know, being a, a true empath, you know, I would take on everybody else's um issues. Now I don't do that anymore. If it smells like drama, it don't come into the box anymore because I'm taking care of me. I I am number one. That's a superpower. That is. You've got, you've got a drama shield. <laughs> I, I I got the drama shield. Like yeah. I just wrap that shit around me. And I'm like, mm, it smells like drama. It doesn't get to come in today. It's <laughs> a good superpower. That's awesome. Good superpower. What about what about you? My superpower, or no, my, my answers uh, to these questions? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You shit. ask them. You need to answer them. Um. Hmm. Would I change anything? I probably am going to steal your answer. I think if I could change the way I had approached life, I would, you know, like explore, try new things. Like, don't be afraid to fail at everything. Because I feel like that fear stopped me from other opportunities, you know? Um, What would I tell a younger version of myself, dude? I would probably go back to little Dirty Skittles at age four. Whoa. Yeah, because I 
the only reason I know it would be age four is there's this family video that fucking haunts me to this day. And I was four years old in it. And I would probably tell myself then and there that you're stronger than what you think. Leave it okay. there. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, and then the biggest thing I've, like, the biggest change that I've implemented that has drastically improved my life is therapy, for sure. If I, if I could go back and do it all over again, as fucked up as I was when I started to where I am today, I would. Because it was so rewarding. Very cool. Those are my answers. Those are good answers. Thank you, thank you so much, Adam, for sharing your story and in your life. And man, you, I can't. I'm going to go find your graphic novel because now I want to read it. Yeah, where can our <laughs> listeners find you? Um, so I do have a, a website, um, AdamMatthewSmith.com, um, and the and the book is there. It's being sold on Amazon, but it's called Shadows. It's a very generic title. So, and I'm. Adam Matthew Smith, those are all very generic names. So you really have to type them all in together in order to find it. <laughs> you type any one of those words and you will not find me ever. <laughs> but, yeah. I love that. Oh, Adam. Adam, Adam, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. To, my next book's gonna have to have a much more uh, intriguing <laughs> title, I think. <laughs> Thank you all so much for having me. I appreciate it, and keep keep it up with the podcast. It's awesome. Thank very you. cool. Thank you very much. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone. <laughs>